Peace, dude. We back at it. Peace, 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 peace. What's going, man? We hot, we hot, man. We live. All right. Oh, What's man, going on? Everything going good with you so far. Early start to the week, man. Said it's good to be back in the booth, you know what I mean? But you know, we got we always gotta talk our talk our realness, the positive uh, realness for the folks, man. So so what's going on with you, Pro VZ? What you got going on, man? And I'm going on this way as well, checking in on that uh, football game, that Monday night football game with the Chiefs and uh Ravens. Uh they got Mahomes sitting back there looking like he got forty five minutes to throw the ball. Man, that, last touchdown, <laughs> that last touchdown looked like dude just did, did like a little jump shot like we used to do with the uh the, the balled up pieces of paper in the garbage can. <laughs> man. Tyreek little heel, little dirty ass in the back of the end zone. <laughs> man, it looked too easy for him right now. So they better tighten up and get some pressure on them or something. Like you better take your chances with the rush. If they're gonna burn you anyways, you might as well get some licks out of them. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Y'all got y'all, y'all trying to play coverage. That ain't working. Y'all might as well go up in there and at least pinch the motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise he's gonna have eight million yards at the end of this game. And I think I think he would kind of caught on to uh Lamar Jackson with that read option, man, because uh the first two games they won them, but he wasn't running all over and doing all that shit like he was doing last year. He definitely ain't gonna win MVP again now that they figured him out. Man, I'm forgetting. Hey there, can you hear me? Yeah? Hello? Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Nah. All right. Man, I don't know why I'd be glitching like that, man. I have no idea, but, you know, like I was saying, they got, you know, sometimes you don't even got a year, maybe a year or so to get off something once over on offensive side before the defense. I mean, most defensive coordinators are going to figure it out anyway because they're pretty smart in the NFL. But, right. I mean, <clears throat> you, you can get it off for a minute, but it ain't going to last forever. Trust that. But no. And, and I, I'm surprised they ain't really catch on uh, Mahomes. But, I mean, I guess he kind of got both sides, though, because he got, you know, he got a good passing game, man. He be scrambling and doing all this fantastic-ass shit. So, I guess it's a little bit harder to figure out their scheme or what they got going on over there. But like yeah. I said, man, all it takes is to watch, you know, a season's worth of tape, a season's worth of footage, and that shit over with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because typically, it's somebody you got one or two weapons, or you one or two dimensional. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Mahomes is just—he's too versatile, man. Like being able right. to throw off balance, being able to throw across his body, flick the ball, do all kind of weird shit, throw with his left hand, like and take off on you and sit in the pocket and throw the ball. Like, so it ain't one way you can be like, all right, we just going to stop this. Like, cause right now, if I was a, if I was a defense coordinator, I'd be like, we going in, we finna stop this run and we finna stop him from running. If you can do that, I'll take my chances with him sitting in the pocket and picking us apart because yeah. I don't think that's going to be his. I don't think that's his number one quality as a quarterback is picking people apart. So no. I'll take my chances with that. But if he start getting loose, and then you got to bring people up into the box. Then and that's when he gets loose because then he starts dropping dimes after that because now you ain't got nobody to help out on those 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 the middle of the field because that's where he, he normally just mainly hitting the tight end for the most part. Yep. He hit the mother run the mother receivers every once in a while, but most of the time it's the middle of the field that's open because 
you got to avoid because you got to bring some people into the box and stop that run. But you know what I'm saying? Speaking of football, you know, I went to uh, my son game Friday. He got loose on him. Of they, course, they, they have an actual game? Yeah, they scholarship for the year out here, dog. No, nah, they they have any little games up that way. <laughs> they like, no, nah, we gonna have our little, but it's only conference games, and then uh, it's only a certain amount of tickets they allow for the uh, fans to have, like parents, parents and close friends and family only. You know, depending on what stadium they're going to. Um, but you got, got loose. loose on them, though. Yeah, man, he had he had a little uh, four like a forty forty yard touchdown uh, catch, and then he had a, a kickoff return. Uh, for yeah. a touchdown, but it got called back because some little goofy about ass little boy was holding on the other side of the field like, man, you ain't even got nothing to do with the uh, play. <laughs> you ain't even over here. <laughs> like, man, you ain't even got nothing to do with the play. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> like I said, man, it's it's a lot of politics up there where you play at, but you know, the coach and his son run the offense pretty much. Yeah. So the coach's son get the ball more often than not. And I'm not saying he's not a good player, but you know how politics go. Is he a quarterback or a running back? Nah, he a wide receiver. Oh, okay. So they, even if, and you know, it's hard to continue to force that, but they be creating plays for him, like running plays. I was just going to say that. Red snaps, like, so, you know, they be trying to figure it out. But with with my son, yeah, I mean, they just, every once in a while, they'll throw him something, whatever. But when they do get it to him, fam, it just looks so natural, man, like, because he's kind of tall and his glide is smooth. Yeah. He did a little ten yard, ten yard in, hit him in stride, gone. They won't catch him. He was gone after that. Like you know, what I'm saying? so they just don't utilize all their weapons like they're supposed to. If they utilize all of their weapons, because they got about four kids that can get off offensively, if they use all their weapons, man, they'd be unstoppable and they not mix their plays up a little bit. But they just man, they stick to the same thing. They weapons, man. They trying to get that boy a scholarship. We ain't worried about no damn weapons over here. Hey, and you know, and the crazy thing is nowadays, like you got you gotta have heavy film. Cause people wanna see, you know, especially now with this COVID for your senior year, if you ain't had no tape last year or no tape throughout your freshman all the way up to your senior year, and if you need it this year to show out, you might be in trouble if you ain't got no film. <laughs> you hit dog. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 you ain't got no film? Oh, okay. Well, uh it was nice knowing Annette. you. <laughs> uh, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> you can go sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, transitioning on to good old basketball, I see Miami and LeBron. Who you got, bro? Man, you know, I, I like I like what Miami was able to do, man, because they ain't really got no million dollar players on their team. You know, outside of Jimmy Buckets. They really don't really even got any perennial all-stars, you know what I mean? Like, and I like the team, you know, I like right. the fact that they was able to win and shit like that and beat the Celtics who got their whole starting five was on the all-star team this year and shit. But uh, ain't nobody finna beat LeBron in AD seven games. I can tell you that right now. So they might well, you might well hang that up. <laughs> no matter how rough the heat is, you know, how ugly Jimmy Buckets is. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you uh, you gonna bet on Mr. Ugly Man? Mr. Ugly Man, they call me Mr. Ugly Man. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> hey, fam, I'm telling you right now, bro. I'm, I'm I'm telling you right now, people sleep on them though. And the thing that I'll never do is I ain't never put, I ain't betting against nobody because they they got more, they got more. I think Jimmy by himself, and, and the team is following his lead. 
they got more heart than some of them other individuals on, on the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? They do. And they play. They and they, I ain't gonna lie, man. They, the Lakers playing good right now. It's gonna be hard. But uh, Bam, I think Bam is gonna present somewhat of a, a different kind of challenge for Anthony, though. I, I feel like he is because, man, because ain't nobody in the West. You know, all them big dudes in the West, even Jokic. You know, he he, he basically like a small four. He like a guard kind of guy. Bam out of bio is out here dunking on motherfuckers and he was dribbling the ball the other day. <laughs> and that's the difference. So this not only he gonna have to guard them in a certain now now Anthony Davis had to guard those other individuals a little bit more. However, the mismatch came when they were trying to guard Anthony Davis because none of none of those individuals that were trying to guard for him was athletic at all. No. Everybody oh. else was soft body, slow Big, moving, slow, ugly slow footed. <laughs> well, you slow footed boy. How you gonna keep up? <laughs> so I just believe that he might present a little bit of a different challenge. You know what I mean? And with his energy, Anthony Davis is gonna have to really be all over the place, especially on the help on the pick and screens. You know what I mean? On pick and pops, he gonna yeah. definitely have to be on a different on a different plane when it when it comes to that. So Anthony gonna have to really defend, defend. He can't do that little half ass. I'm gonna help out a little bit and get back. Type go over here and block work. eighty motherfucker shots when they come to the hoop. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. But but also then I forget that you know the Lakers got a bunch of other athletic motherfuckers that they can bring in just just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> yeah, they do got some <laughs> role motherfuckers that, that that we really don't even look at. Like I have forgot all about Rondo. They call him the playoff Rondo because he's been doing a little bit. But I forgot Duke was even on the team. You know what I right. mean? But. I mean, I don't know. I'm, it, it's going to be a good series to watch, man. It's going to be kind of like, you know, the underdog versus the pretty boys and that type of shit. But I really do feel like the ball, the ball movement I've seen out of Miami these last two games when they just been out there, man, they've been doing – everybody on the team doing no looks. I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> How y'all got Bam out of bio doing no looks to Jimmy Butler cutting through the lane? Like, that's the one thing that I think motherfuckers might really underestimate. And that's what the Celtics underestimated. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't think all them white boys were going to come out there and start busting their ass. Hey, and, and then you can't underestimate the power of hope and belief. Jimmy yeah. got them boys out there believing, like, hey, man, if I can make it through homelessness and sell a snack to y'all in this bubble, <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> hey, I, saw that, I saw that stat, that footage. Uh, when they said Buddy ass was homeless at thirteen and shit, man, I ain't know I ain't know Jimmy was going through it like that, man. Man, he had a rough, man. man I mean, look at him now. <laughs> but yeah, it shows. <laughs> hey, look, his face is telling his story, right? <laughs> <laughs> look at me. That's what I've been through. <laughs> hey, man, he, it's rough out there for your boy. So, I mean, I'm proud of the, I'm proud of the guy because he, he he constantly talking about his story. But he don't bring it up too often to be other people that praise him for and get through it. For him, you know, it's just like us. If we've ever been through anything, we speak on it just for the for the aspect of helping people understand where we come from and the base, give them a baseline of who we are. But for the most part, other people speak on that for us because that's just part of our character, you know what I'm saying? We only share because we want the kids and other people know that that's going through something that they can – they can accomplish what they want to accomplish if they put their mind to it. But otherwise, outside of that, he don't really speak on it too much. No, now, and it's, it's, it's funny you say that, man, because if you really look at it, you know, the guys that, that we grew up on watching and stuff like that, like some of the, the early legends of the NBA, like when you think about the Magic Johnson era and, you know, Larry Bird, even Jordan, you know, even Jordan, because he came in at the end of their little era. All them cats had, like, tragic-ass stories and shit. Like, like look at uh, Allen Iverson was locked up. 
Right. Dude was locked up at one point and came out and was one of the uh, best small men to ever play in the NBA. So, you know, it, 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 a lot of times your killer instinct and your heart come from the shit that you've been through, man, because if you just been just like uh like Alonzo Ball. Alonzo Ball been rich his whole life, famous his whole life. He just ain't got no killer instinct. If he had, this, if he was homeless at one point, dude probably would be damn near one of the top four guards in the league because he was been around basketball his whole life. But the nigga, he just ain't got no heart, man. He's spoiled, dog. And you think about it like, so his work ethic is there. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, that don't always that don't always equate to what we want it to equate to when it comes to situations when we're talking about something that's, one of those things that don't show up on the, on the stat sheet, which is hard. Right, intangible, intangible. And, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and like right now, the, the main conversation that keeps coming up when we talk about basketball, about who's the greatest, when we start having that debate about LeBron and Jordan, that's that one variable that keep coming up every time that conversation come up, which is LeBron don't got that killer instinct like Jordan did. Jordan was out there. Jordan was out there. Kobe and Jordan both had it. They would have killed the nigga. <laughs> Bro, and and that's 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 the only that's the main difference that keeps coming up. That and you know rings and the other little tangibles and shit like that. But for the most part, it's the fact that he just ain't got that killer instincts, man. And if he did, whew, bah. you know what I mean. So, he more he more physically imposing to me than Jordan or Kobe ever was. Is it like the physicality and like how his size and speed and his ability to just run through motherfuckers? Like right. Jordan, they had to use a bit of basketball IQ, a little bit of finesse, and, you know, and that type of shit during the end of their career. LeBron been playing for fucking sixteen years, and he's still running around and jumping and shit. And he's just imposing. He's physically imposing. So if he did have that, I mean, he it wouldn't be nothing nobody could do. I mean, it's really nothing nobody could do with him now. But right. the thing is, he do goofy shit like <laughs> go play with other good motherfuckers. Like Kobe, then would have never really done that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right. And 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 most people, I would I would say for for those individuals that say that, at the end of the day, when when it came down to it, when Jordan was having those conversations, like whatever it takes, times have changed. Ain't that whatever it takes? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. Like if you saying you willing to do whatever it takes to get this exactly. championship, like yeah. whatever it takes. I mean, and that was the only one thing you saying you didn't do. But you did everything else. That don't right. mean it was ethical or that it was right. That now, what's your don't argument? Now, what's your argument for LeBron's situation? Is saying whatever it takes. Right. So right. if I go out here and get buddy them, at the end of the day, it still come down to this because it ain't just like only one team's allowed to do so. Right. <laughs> we need to stop that. Number one. Number two. Everybody's allowed to do the same thing if you got the money to go do it. Right. And most teams have. Ain't no team sitting out there right now that's really not trying to look to get another piece or add something else to their team. No, so, I mean, and, and, and it was the same thing, you know, it was the same thing. And, and I'm a Warriors fan. I always have been since I was five, well, 10 years old. But when that nigga KD went to the team, I was I was actually upset because they almost beat us in the Western Conference Finals that year. We went on to win the championship. But how you gonna go play with them niggas? <laughs> did, did almost did put y'all in the playoffs two years in a row, and now you like, okay, I'm gonna go over here. They already had two superstars. You put a third superstar on that. Why how they not gonna win the championship? And they beat LeBron now with KD. So right. you know what I mean, with uh, with uh, with Kyrie Irving. So <laughs> it's like, what you thought was gonna happen? Y'all got three of the best players in the West on y'all team. <laughs> and, and and that's I, I agree. And there's some points to it that people can say. 
that's a sucker move. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be willing to stand on your own too. And, but at this you point, got a ring, though. And you see what the conversation you see what the conversation always come down to at some point. People start talking about basketball. They start talking about like how many wins you accumulated, how many rings you got, playoff appearances, all your accolades. Now you gonna have people that's on on the outside of the bubble that don't got no ring that still got that's Hall of Famers and got you know what I'm saying other accolades. But when they start making jokes and shit like that, please believe <laughs> all those individuals that played all them years and ain't got no ring. Them niggas getting clowned every opportunity everybody can. Yeah, <laughs> you know Charles, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, all them big name uh, power four motherfuckers that wanted to be faithful to their team and shit like that. Okay. You should have went to go play with Carl Malone, nigga, if you really want to. <laughs> and they and they did it. And it just it just I mean, time changed and then what the next generation gets to determine who's the greatest. You ever noticed that? Because before yeah. when we was growing up. We listen to our dad's talk or our elders talk. They was talking about that real shit about this how many championships they didn't won. Right. They knew all the, they knew some of the stats. They knew some of the real shit. Like it was an analyst. Nowadays, these this younger generation after us, they ain't worried about none of that. Did he win a ring? Yes or no? <laughs> they didn't <laughs> get a ring. And they don't stop talking to me then because as you know, the generations are changing, so the conversation changes. So guess what? What qualifies you as a, a great a great player or the greatest player is going to change in a few years. Yep. It's going to be completely different, and we ain't going to have nothing to say about it. We're going to be sitting back, chilling somewhere old as hell, talking something. Well, when I was uh, LeBron and Kobe, you know, they're going to be like, man. <laughs> we talking about John Morant, man. What you talking about? We talking about old-ass John Morant. <laughs> you know, like, if you don't sit down somewhere, it, it, it's, it's just going to change. And that, it changes from every generation. So, this conversation is going to switch up again, and we'll be having this conversation a different kind of way. The older we get, and the more knowledge we get, but the young generation behind us, boy, they got their own little set of rules. So you know how that's going to go. Nah, you're right, man. You know, it, it really is. You know, up to us as individuals that you know going to be helping push forward the culture and move forward the culture, and, and just the, the things that we do as far as being on, um, you know, just being part of entertainment and music and whatever the case we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. We got to know that this changes. You know, we got to know and be aware and be aware that it's changing so that we ain't in the way. Because one thing that happened, when that wave comes, you can either roll with the wave and, and, and get washed ashore, or you can stick right there and get tidal wave the fuck over and then be irrelevant. You know, you, you, lose your, you lose your relevancy trying to be stuck in the past. So us knowing that, we got to be able to uh, be uh, able and willing to adjust and move forward with the time. So I'm with it. And we've always been adapting. Like I said, as a people, we've always adapted to what was going on. And and got with the program or created a new wave if if we didn't fit the wave or also figured out ways to stay relevant or whatever it may be. But I always agree with the fact that if we don't pass down this information and support whatever movement is going on, it's easy for other people to dismiss us because we're doing a dismissing ourselves. Right. Right. So if like somebody brought up the conversation about how we don't even you know what I'm saying, show appreciation to our rap elders. Like, we just be like, they too old. Y'all got to chill out. Like, nah, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Rock and roll and country, them must be like a thousand years old and they still be out there doing shows, getting mad support from their fans and ain't nobody telling them, you too old. Right. Like, nah, man. Like, we got to support Cause, them. Because they got a certain appreciation for the music, man. And I think that's what we be losing sometimes, man. We, right. we lose appreciation for the music. So I was listening to that new Nas 
the other day on Friday, went to go get my kids. They hop in the whip. And like, who is this, dad? So instead of me always listening to what they want to listen to, you know, I don't, I don't have nothing against the baby or little baby or none of them motherfuckers. But I'm not going to just be riding around town bumping their shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I can appreciate their music, but I ain't going to play it on my own. So instead of me playing the shit that they listen to already, I always try to play something different. Something that they're going to be like, what the hell? Who in the hell is this? Right. <laughs> but uh, they was asking about dude. And it did give me an opportunity to kind of drop some of the knowledge and some of the history about, you know, Nas and what he's meant to rap and hip hop and, you know, the beef that he had with him and Jay-Z. And, you know, because Jay-Z pr- still pretty relevant. Right. You know, whether it's because he married to Beyonce or uh, some of his other business accolades or whatever, other than the music, he's still very relevant as an individual. But, uh, you know, when I was just telling them some of the stories and things like that, they were like, oh, wow, for real, for real. But, you know, if you don't never bump your shit, if you don't, if you ain't playing your shit, then when they going to get the opportunity to ask? You know, I was playing some Mob Deep shit one time. <laughs> I know them, you spoke with Mob Deep pretty heavy, but I was playing with them. I was playing that shit one time, and the kids was like, why it sound like it's two different dudes? I was like, that's actually called a rap group, y'all. <laughs> that's what you call a duo. <laughs> hey, that's funny, because uh, I just uh, went golfing with one of my old college roommates, right? And uh was on a golf course, and I had my music playing, and all of a sudden, uh, my beat came on, and it was that uh, that getaway. Getaway. Yeah, yeah, that shit go hard. And when he heard that part, ooh, he was like, man. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, I remember you bumping that shit so much when we was in college that I remember <laughs> having dreams about that noise being in the background. Like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey, that song goes super hard, though. Yeah, it was. And I, I played it so many times, man. I I still believe that after I moved from that place, that's when my CD came up missing, man. They probably <laughs> This shit. <laughs> I need to hear that. I had a dream about it. I need to hear that again. Get away. <laughs> hey, fam. So I was just dying. So that's funny that you brought that up because I had just talked to him about that while we was golfing. And today on Facebook, he sent me a voice clip. And if it was him saying, <laughs> Hell no. That's crazy, man. And I was telling the kids, like, you know, the fact that Prodigy no longer with us and shit like that, man. It's like, it's just crazy, man, how many of the how many of the motherfuckers we grew up listening to and fucking with heavy just dead or ain't around no more. You know, it's, it's just crazy. Like, a lot of motherfuckers did and passed on and, you know, whether they was killed or died from, you know, whatever, you know, type of, um, you know, uh, medical issues, whatever the case may be, man. It's just crazy. I have people ain't around no more. And what I would like to see is because, you know, the attention span is changing for music. Mm-hmm. The time, like the spin rate of a song right now is maybe a few days or a week. Maybe a week. Maybe you, a week. You used to be able to listen to a song and wear it out for over a month or so and really sit with it and actually listen to the album. So you can learn all the words and shit. That's what they remember we used to know all the words to our shit. <laughs> Get something out of it. So what I'm thinking is is like I I'm with the movement and I know we gotta evolve, but I'm wondering if we are losing the aspect of making timeless music that will mm-hmm. stick around forever. Cause I don't it, it because of the attention span is changing. Will the music that's out right now be timeless like the music that was out before when we came? Is is 
will it have the replay value that some of the music that we used to listen to have? And I, I, really, I see it changing. I really don't think it will, man. I really don't think it will. It's for two reasons. One reason is that when we was buying music and we was getting a hold of music when we was listeners, before even before we was rapping and doing the music, you actually had to grab it. You had to obtain it. So you had, like you said, you had a CD that you could play over and over again and take to you from house to house and have it in the whip and have it. So it meant more to you. Now, any song I want to hear, I could literally go on Amazon Music right now and be like, play this shit, uh, Alexis. <laughs> and that shit played for me a couple times, and I'm like, all right, I heard enough. That's enough. Right. So, so you don't even got no, you know, the reason why the music was timeless, and think about, like, even our parents, them motherfuckers had records, dog. Right. <laughs> last time you seen a motherfucking album, like a record, for real, but that's why the music was so timeless, because they knew the only way a motherfucker was going to get it was if they purchased it, had the CD, had the 8-track or the tape or the record. So they put quality and time into the music. Now, right. shit, if I know my spend time is only a week, I can say any fucking thing. They ain't going to remember right. it next month. <laughs> right. And that's crazy. So I'm wondering how how the will affect, you know what I'm saying, the state of hip-hop and from 10 years from now, like how that's going to be looked back on and saying how much did we lose and how much is memorable compared to what was memorable back then. How can we also keep up with the times and support the youngins, but at the same time, support the music that got, you know what I'm saying, heavy rotation value, right? right. right. That, that, that has some secondary listen to us, third, third or fourth listens. So how can we support that and also, but also stay relevant with or stay up with the youngins in the game per se? Because right now, if, if we just keep going down this path, man, we gonna have to keep reverting back to just what we know to be timeless and the good music that's out. I mean, there's still individuals that's making good music right now, but it's far in between. You know what I mean? As far as right. like anything that has any reflex value. But um, some of the stuff it's cool to listen to when I'm in the gym, or I want to get geek, or I want to, you know, what I'm saying work out and get you know, vibe out like that. But for the most part, that ain't my go-to, man. <laughs> it ain't my go-to for that. It, it, most it really is, man. And I think I, I think this is the problem, though, bro, when you really think about it. like, And I think this, this is where we, when you was asking what are we going to lose or what may be lost, I think this is what might happen, man, unfortunately for us. So there was a time when I went to, to music for substance. If I was, if I was, if I was looking to, to, to feel a certain type of feeling or feel a certain type of uh, emotion, it was certain music I could select to listen to it or or if I needed to work through something, like if I was going through a hard times, I could listen to a song about a motherfucker going through hard times like me to help me get over the hump. So we went to music for a different reason. It wasn't just for working out. It wasn't just for partying. It wasn't just for like trying to have a soundtrack in the background of some shit you on your new outfit. It had different reasons why we fucked with the music. And you fuck with one artist for one emotion. You fuck with a different artist for another emotion. But you could find that within the music. I really don't think these guys even understand the concept of that now. When I say these guys, I mean the artists and the listener. You know, the, the folks that's listening and the folks that's making music. I don't think they understand the concept of that. And that's why it's so different. Right. And I agree. And I guess, like you said, it's evolving, but is at the cost of what is what I'm asking. Right. <laughs> at, right. at the cost of what? And, you know, and this, it, this, uh, it's this song called Feel It in the Air by Benny Siegel. It came out like in the early 2000s or some shit like that. My daughter was playing the beat and some mm -hmm. other little motherfucker started rapping off of it and I was like, what? <laughs> so 
Like, I don't know what this did to us when we heard the Beanie single version of this shit, man. This shit man. opened our mind up. Immediately. Because hey, remember, I was like, I made a verse off of that joint. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got a verse off of that joint, but I was like, man. But then I, then, but what, what happens is, so when I, when I heard it, I heard the Benny Siegel version, but I was around somebody that was an old head, and they was like, oh, that's so and so and so, that's Phil Collins. I was like, yeah. is it? He was like, yeah, for who you thought it was. I was like, I, I mean, I've heard the song before, I just didn't know who, who the original yeah, was. Who the artist was. But uh, who I'm attached to, like, my mind is attached to is Benny Siegel. So, I went back and listened to the original, and it gave me the same feeling, man. It's something that, that beat, the music, the melodies in it, man, like the instruments, like, man, that song, it's it's smooth. You can play that song over and over again and just chill and just relax, man, and just let your mind go, bro. Like, it's just something about that song. Like, it's some songs, man, you just, like, for me personally, because I love music so much, if I hear a song, first of all, when I hear it, I'm like, I hear the beat, I hear the melody, and I start listening to the words. But when I really feel it, I feel a song, first thing I say is, who is that? Yeah. Because now I'm interested in going to find out and do my research about who it is so I can actually see if they got any other music that sounds very similar to that, or is that just a one hit that I just relate to? So, right. I mean, personally, I think that's that's always been you know, saying, good for me in music, and that's why I, I attach to it, so. Cause I'm always looking for the next thing that make me be like, dang. And, and I don't care what it is, what genre it is. Like, I'm I'm just trying to hear it. Like, touch my soul that way. I'm, I'm into it. Period. You, you got a fan for life if you can get me there. And, and that's the thing, bro. And, and that's another thing. And not to try to put nobody down or point out flaws about individuals, but I really feel like if you are if you are a lover of music, if you're a fan of music in general. You can fuck with any kind of music, but if you right. just like, I'm a hardcore rap fan and I can't fuck with nothing else, I can't find no appreciation in rock and roll. I can't hear a country song and feel like it got a good message. But that you limiting yourself, man. And I think that's what this music is doing to us because with the music that, that's coming out now, you it's pretty much it's rap music. You know, right. it ain't just music; it's just rap music. So, so like you said, you know, the fact that you know, even even. Um, uh, that's that song that Puffy did when Biggie died. The mm -hmm. beat is off a, a, a song by a dude named Sting. Motherfuckers right. that only listen to rap don't know that. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but like you were saying, if it's a good music, if it's a good vibe, if it's a good message in the song, I can fuck with any song. I remember when we was uh, kicking it real heavy, man, and we used to be out in the, in the bars and shit like that, and that one joint came out like, Blame it on my ADD, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that was going crazy. You know that was my shit, man. I listened to that song so much, man. <laughs> and then, like, to be honest with you, like, the kids, like, when I was working at the academy, I used to be walking down the hallway like, you didn't have to turn me on. <laughs> Somebody that I used to know. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I was like, bro, I said, when I heard that song, I was like, damn. <laughs> Bro was going through something. <laughs> he, he told her ass, you somebody I used to know. <laughs> I swear. Me and my son was joking about that shit the other day. Um, he had sent me a video he had on a wig. Uh -huh. A white boy rock and roll wig talking about um what he said. haven't you people ever heard of? Kobe <laughs> Nick Andrew Door now. <laughs> I was like, shit. But you gotta be able to find that, man. You gotta be able to find that. 
that sense of uh, you know, that sense of purpose and that sense of passion and whatever music it is you listen to, if you really right. fucking with the music. Now, if you just like the artist, I understand that. If you think Drake is a super cool motherfucker, then I get why you fuck with his music. But other than, other than that, you got to find purpose in this music, man. Or oh, it is going to only be good to you for a week. It is only going to be good to you for two, three days. That's because that's what brings about the longevity. And and that also, it goes to your environment and who you're around. If you're in an environment that's stagnant and you're not able to experience other people's music or other people's culture and things like that, mm-hmm. you go only listen to what you know and what you hear and what you're around all the time. And that's just a testament to not being stuck in a box and not being able to get out and think outside of that box and be creative and open your mind up a little bit to different different things around you, right? So that means your circle is small, which is all right. I know people say you got to keep your circle small, but that also means you limit yourself to yeah. access to other things in the world that's going on because the world is much bigger than your little circle. <laughs> and if you're just limiting yourself to that circle, then obviously you're going to be limited in every aspect, and that includes music, right? So I was telling mother the other day, I, I told somebody, it broke down. I know I told them it's embarrassing for the people that know the song, but for me, you couldn't tell me otherwise. So, you know, we used to, we in this little small town in Eau Claire, we used to go out when I was in college and they used to play this song at the end of the night, every night. And it was living on a prayer. Yeah, right? the ACDC, I was up for that shit. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking for sure that that part said, oh, we live in Eau Claire. Man, you couldn't tell me it didn't say Eau Claire, right? So I'm thinking like this rock band made a song about Eau Claire. They must have came through here. Going on their way to the cities or something. <laughs> right, right. They familiar with them. White boy, I was kicking them. It was like, man, that, that song don't say living in Eau Claire. I said, how you gonna tell me I've been living in I Eau Claire it, all of this time? Like, I've been out so many times. You know how many times that I heard this song? Do you gonna try to? I was like, bet fifty right now. I say living in Eau Claire. He was like, dude, I do not want to take your mind. I'm like, bet fifty. <laughs> bet fifty right now. Man, we must have looked up the, the lyrics of that song, bro. It wasn't the fact that I lost the $50. I was devastated that I was fooled and thought that this shit living in no <laughs> I was like, man, but if you go back and listen to the song, bro, if you knew the actual words from the get-go, then you'll be like, bro, you tripping. <laughs> but if you no, only but heard- I, I had heard it before. I had it, heard it before, right. but I thought it was super smooth when we was out and kicking it. I thought it was super smooth that everybody in the bar was saying, living in Eau Claire, fine. But I had heard the song before, but I just thought it was like a, a vibe. I thought it was like super dope that yeah. everybody in that motherfucking bar was saying that shit, bro. And I'm like, I, I know this song, goddammit. And y'all done just made it a little bit cooler for me. <laughs> Yeah, and that and, and that was just one of those things of me just being around different kinds of music. And you know, my mom, she had a variety of music she used to listen to before we went to sleep. So I didn't heard everything from rock and roll all the way from blues to jazz to to the old school. So I didn't heard a lot of everything. And I, I remember it playing back in my head because she played every night before we go to sleep. So with some of those songs right now that I can just remember and just play back in my mind, I may not remember the artist. But I remember the tunes in the song. I remember some of the words of the song. And to this day, I can go back to those songs and get that same feeling I used to have back then. Wow. With, with my mom, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? 
know what I'm saying, rest easy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But indeed, man. Just had a you know the the anniversary of her uh, of her passing away just ten days ago, man. So you know that's it, it's just crazy, man. It's really crazy when you think about how long it's been. But like you said, you know her presence blessed you then and continue to bless you now because she sparked you in the, and gave you that open mindedness. You know, right. she wasn't just listening to only motherfucking seventies R and B or only eighties R and B or whatever the right. case. She was willing to expand. I remember, man, uh, the, the one of the times that I was trying to convince her to sing a hook on, on, on a rap song and shit, and she was like, I ain't singing shit. <laughs> That's literally what she said to me. I ain't singing shit. But eventually she did, man, and it was epic, though. And, and you had the opportunity to go and rap on the, 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 the bars and the verse that your mom loved for you, man. So it, it's history and it's music shit, man, and it really... You know, it really just, it, it, it touches you sometimes when you think about it. Because I know anytime if you played that song right now, nigga, a room full of people will be crying. I can tell you that. Absolutely. Emotions get tough in there just, just from hearing that. Just from hearing her voice again. And that's the only little piece of, of something that I got left of her actual voice. You know what I'm saying? So I utilize it when, you know, so I get to sitting down and thinking about things and going through old memories and having good good memories and thoughts and, you know what I'm saying, or her life and her legacy that she left behind or whatever. So I definitely, I think music put us in that place to where, like, for me personally, it takes you back to a place that you can remember where you were when you heard certain things or uh, put you in, in a space where you remember where you first heard a song or what you was feeling at that time or what was going on in your life at that time. That's what music does for me personally. But I think, like, right now, like you said, with, with the the new music, it's not necessarily doing that per se. There's certain songs that I can attach to to that way, but it's like I said, it's far in between, man. But for sure, man. No, man. But I really think, you know, just looking at just looking at the things and the topics, man, that we address now, man. I really think that our growth and development, you know, individually and personally over the years, is going to be, you know, recognized and seen. And there's going to be some longevity with that because I think. You know, a lot of times people always talk about, like, the old leaders and the old, you know, motherfuckers that made a difference. You know what I mean? Martin Luther mm -hmm. King died in 1968, cuz. Right. They still talk about Martin Luther King. He died in 1968, G. Mm -hmm. Why we, I ain't got nothing against Dr. King. You know, I love all the works that he did and all that. But at the end of the day, we ain't got nobody new to talk about yet. But it's because mm -hmm. we be doing so, so much singular shit. Like, Jesse Jackson is only known as a politician. Right. He's not a pastor or a music star or, or a politician. And and that's that's what we're running into now, man. Everybody's so very one-dimensional on what they're doing mm -hmm. you know, that, that they can't if they can't be remembered for that one dimension or that one lane that they took, then they've forgotten. You know, so I think it's imperative to look at some of the things that we've done. I mean, we've been on Rap, we did TV, we doing the podcast now, we did nonprofit, we did this, we did that. So it's just a it's a it's an opportunity for us to really be remembered, man. And not not to be arrogant about it. I'm saying it to, to tell everybody right. if you only got one path, if you only got one lane, you switch it up, find something different because even a millionaire know that you know you need seven streams of income to really be a millionaire. So right. And and in that case, and in each one of those aspects that you talk about that we touched on, the ability to be able to capture a crowd and a fan base within doing each one of those things. 
Right. So it wasn't like one dimensional to where we only could get, you know, an attachment in one of those lanes. We got an attachment in all of those lanes from our followers and our listeners. So, right. and, and that just speaks to our character as far as what we do. So no matter what we put our stamp on, we stamping it for a reason because it's going to be legit and we're going to put, we're going to put our all into it. So, I mean, it speaks to that too, because right now, one of, like you said, one of the reasons why Jesse ain't going to be in that category with Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X and Garvey and individuals like that is because he one dimensional. Right. Yeah. And, and, he, and he don't got that charisma to get people to follow him. Like those other individuals did too. Right. He just right. ain't, he just ain't got that. <laughs> I don't think that's any. Right? Nah, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't a, a lot of our leaders, man. You know, and, and it's sad. It's really sad because as much as people don't like uh, uh, Mr. Louis Farrakhan because he's a Muslim, and I get that, but dude is charismatic as fuck, man. And the thing is, if he wasn't, wouldn't well, nobody even know who he was because Muslims keep their shit to themselves. We don't fuck with them, and they don't fuck with us unless right. you are a Muslim. So for him to be spoke about and be on the list of great speakers and that type of shit, it speaks to his his uh his his charismatic nature. But it's a lot of motherfuckers like that that, that ain't you know like Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, he we talk about the nigga, but he'll never really be nobody that we talking about twenty years from now. Or Jesse Jackson, he's not gonna be. And, and it's a lot of people like that. But it's like you said though, you got to be able to take the message and package it in a way that's very 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 attractive and eloquent. And fortunately for us, we've been able to do that in a lot of different facets of what we've been doing in this entertainment shit. And like you said, Mr. Farrakhan, for as much flack as he gets, it's that many more people that love and honor his message. Mm -hmm. And at some point, like I said, you got to be smart, understand and do the research yourself and read between the lines. Like, regardless if you don't agree with everything he's saying, right, right. <laughs> you aren't listening or you are misinformed if you don't understand that the majority of what he's talking about is the truth. But well, then again, it, it goes you back. You gotta find some of it, rather. Some, <laughs> something that they can say. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, so, so if you always go back to that conversation we had last week about sometimes the truth just ugly. Yeah. It's just ugly. It don't, it, it never sat well with people. It's never sat well with people. I just had uh, posted something uh, about um, a situation that happened back in the days where these uh, these young uh, African-American men was all on this campus somewhere. They all got locked in. There's like a hundred some of them got locked into this uh, <laughs> this room or this, this caged-in area pretty much, and uh, a fire accidentally got ignited <laughs> while they was locked in there and, and burned and killed a bunch of them like, while they was in there. But they were able to claw and fight and get out or whatever like that. But that's just a little uh, extra little piece of our history that was hidden. So somebody right. com somebody commented under and said, yeah, a lot of ugly stuff happened, but, you know, America's getting better and this and that. And what do we do? I said, first of all, let's talk about why I didn't know about this until I'm a, now. <laughs> I said, if any anybody or any any country or culture hides the fabric of who they truly are and what they've done to people and then later on say we're the greatest something's wrong with that right something's wrong right. with that period like just think about it is is there anything you can do where you can hide something that ugly and it get exposed later and people say 
nah, it's cool. <laughs> we better now. It, there's no there. You wouldn't do that in any other circumstance. Right no. now, you go for a job, and you tell them you ain't got no felonies, and they find out you killed ten people. You are no longer employed. <laughs> I mean, even, no even, even in everything, in everything we do, man. I, and I was just talking to my kids about this the other day, man. It's just crazy how little history new, like young people know. So these motherfuckers didn't know that Berlin was cut into two pieces for most of its existence. It was East Berlin and West Berlin. It was a big dumbass wall in between of that moment. Mm -hmm. But even, like you said, even them, even those motherfuckers can look back and be like, okay, you know what? This wall was built on some hatred shit, some separatist type shit. They told the people tore the wall down. They didn't have no motherfuckers. I mean, eventually they got some bulldozers and shit and tore the rest of it down. But when it first came down, it was people. Saying my mama them on the other side of that. It's, it's motherfuckers I care about that's on the other side of that wall. They told the motherfucking wall down. America can't do that. We <laughs> can't tear down the wall of racism. We can't look at what we've done and be like, you know that that was so fucked up, dog. Let's do something to compensate or let's do something to try to make up for. We can't. America can't do it. They can't. They will not do it, man. And that's why this country is always going to be separated and divided because they can't do what you just said. They can't look at themselves in the mirror and be like, man, you know what? That was fucked up. I said, like I said, what's and then another thing, a second part to what I asked him was, what's the first step to recovery? Admitting that there's a problem. Yeah. It, it, we don't admit that there's a problem with this. Right now, if you listen to the orange man speak, he's saying that this, it really don't exist. Racism he don't believe, exist. He said he don't believe in white privilege today. And racism don't <laughs> exist. White privilege don't exist. None of this police brutality is really not an issue. It only happens to people that are doing stuff that they're not supposed to be doing. I mean, and, and that's where we sit. And you can tell that it's in a fabric of who we are as a people because if you see things like that happen, look at the comments underneath. It'll tell you all you need to know. They still out here. The thing with me, though, bro, and to be honest with you, and I don't got nothing against nobody, or uh, everybody get the right to pick and choose who they want to be in office and that type of shit. The fact that that man was even elected into any type of official fucking president, even if he was a governor of somewhere, I would have thought the whole state was fucked up. <laughs> but the fact that he's the president of the United States, it really shows the fabric and the really the, the thought process that every person that voted for him goes through is pretty much what he's saying. He's just the only motherfucker bold enough to say it. My my neighbor, my next door neighbor, went to a Trump rally and she had on the motherfucking Make America Great hat and all this type of shit. Uh -huh. She's next door to me, man. Every day she come out. She's the nicest person in the world. I'm nice to her. She's nice to me. Not saying she racist. All I'm saying is that she bear witness to bullshit. <laughs> she mm -hmm. gotta bear witness to some type of bullshit. If you at the rally and voting for the nigga and all this type of shit, you gotta bear witness to some type of bullshit. That's just, it's facts. And and I don't I don't I don't get it because most of the things that we're talking about is proof positive and they keep putting clips of this individual lie after lie after lie after lie and his whole cabinet willing to cover for him and, and the ones it. and the ones that's not covering for him, they, they all under investigation and fired. They get fired. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nobody saying this? Like I'm the only so all the Trump supporters ain't nobody seeing this, right. so I, I'm the only one checking this out. <laughs> so I'm the only one to see that anybody that argue with this nigga or, or present the fact that maybe he ain't saying the right thing is out of there. 
So so I would that was another you know to transition to another question I had, another little subject I want to touch on. What you think about his supposed what is it, five hundred million dollar plan he's supposed to have for black people? Yeah. I I, mean, I said it, it what a, I said, look at the timing. Here we are, late September. Bowden is right around the corner. Two months away. And 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 you see the climate and everything that people are going through right now. And now you use the most egregious pandering technique that you can possibly use towards people to get them to sway to your side of the fence, which is, I give y'all some money if y'all come over here. I help that's you. the thing. Not just people. Of people. Us. A certain, a certain yeah. demographic. A certain Absolutely. demographic. Because he know. He know, mom, I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Cash lose everything around me. All about the money. The money over hoes. He know. He know that. He we, we used to be with motherfucking rap niggas and shit like that, like back in the day before he was actually a politician. So he know. He know how to get to us, man. Every, basically, everybody know how to get to us, honestly. Oh, they mean you. And this is why I said, like, so at the end of the day, regardless of what side you play, whether you with the right or you with the left, again, I'm about accountability across the board. Ain't nobody getting excused from getting this energy when we start talking about the wrong doing of my people, period. Right, right. Period. And it ain't no, well, this person did less or more. Like, nah, man. Until we get something that's more representative of who we are as as a nation, as a people... It don't matter who you vote for. And I was Brandon, my, my cousin Brandon was saying this the other day. Shout out to B Love. He was saying this on Facebook the other day. He was like, Man, y'all, y'all literally for real arguing about which overseer y'all wanna have. <laughs> if y'all wanna like it don't matter, bro. It's all right. the same plantation, you know. I mean, Joe Biden ain't that much different than, than Donald Trump. I hate to say it. I, I mean, mean, Donald Trump is a jerk. But shit, Joe Biden is the same age as this motherfucker. He went to the same colleges in the same fucking part of the country. And he basically the same nigga. He just, and, he's just a Democrat. And and see, and we and we boxed ourselves into a corner of believing we we take the lesser of the two evil masters, like you said. And that ain't that ain't the way we need to be. And unfortunately we keep getting put in this position. Over and over again, we haven't learned our lesson. We haven't figured out a solution to this problem yet, which is we either going to need our own representative to represent us and get all of us get behind that one person and get our our concerns and our issues table. Otherwise, this stuff ain't changing no time soon. No, it's not. It's not, man. It really ain't. And neither party party is in a hurry to change none of this. So this nigga Joe Biden, right? Mm -hmm. Joe Biden. He's talking about as soon as he get elected by January when he get uh do his inauguration, it's gonna be another stimulus package. For what, dog? Like, I mean, I don't care about the little money or whatever. It is what it is. If motherfuckers get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. But why? For what? If they was gonna give it, give it when we at our worst. When motherfuckers can't go back to work and when bars is closed and all that. By January, nigga, shit gonna be back to normal. We don't need your motherfucking stimulus package at that point. But he talking right. that same shit Donald Trump talking. They know right. that that money talk is what generate votes, man. And it, it's it's just crazy and it's scary to see these guys using the same tactics and the same technique. They just wearing a different costume. It's like it's like do you want do you want the 
the, the dinosaur Power Rangers or you want the uh, Outer Space Power Rangers? They all Power Rangers, nigga. They all got the blue, red, yellow, pink. And the, you know, it's the same thing, man. And I have to come at it like that. I hate to really uh, come at it like that because I know I want people to register to vote. I was actually just working at a, a register to vote drive to help the motherfuckers get, you know, if you eligible, if you eligible to vote, at least register. That's all I'm saying. I ain't saying who to vote for. Make sure you vote. No, absolutely. Eligible, at least register. At this point, man, it comes down to if you got the right to do so, utilize it, be smart with it. And at the end of the day, like I said, the voting process has always been the same. What they're going to promise you has always been the same. The problem is the guarantees of what they say they're going to do most of the time don't equate to what they say. So, And we know that, and that's that's the game of politics. But we need to do a better job of figuring out how to, way to change that. And if we can't figure out a way to change that, we're going to keep going through these same dumbass circumstances that we keep being under every year, year after year after year after year, after every generation. So we got to figure out how to do different, man. Like I said, we're going to need our own political party. If not our own political party, our own political packs for sure. And do just like everybody else do, pay for our interest to get on the table. Yeah, and get taken care of. Like what name a group right now that ain't got no powerful political pack. That that got got they got a lot of money. They all got political packs that they they got money. They paying for to get their shit table and they they get results. Yeah, it's called lobbying. Lobbying, financial lobbying. Well, the, the thing that's crazy, though, man, and, 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 and as much as I talk, you know, about politics and, you know, how good it is, or how bad it is, I'm going to tell you this, man. When when dude, when dude, when Barack Obama was president, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing. He didn't get a whole lot done. He did. And whether that's because he was a Democrat and the Senate was a Republican at the time, well, it don't matter to me. He was in there for eight years and... He it was a lot of shit done, but it was a lot of shit that wasn't done. But at the end of the day, it didn't even matter to me. I didn't even care because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that it was a different look. Just sometimes, just sometimes the the, the cup you put your drink in, it could be the same drink, but your cup you put your drink in sometimes make your shit look better and feel better and taste a little bit better to you. That's all I wanted. That's all we wanted. All we wanted mm-hmm. was for our shit to look a little bit better. That's it. And, and when we and, did it, all the other countries loved us. And, and, and as much motherfuckers hated Obama, more he had the highest president approval rating in American history ever, ever, ever. <laughs> so it, it, it really just boiled down to how it looks sometimes. And that's all we need to change. That's all we really need to change, man. Even like with Biden picking a little uh, female. Right. She's the first fucking female vice president uh, that ever ran in the last 10 years. So, I mean, even that is a little bit different. I mean, females is emotional as a bitch, but at the same time, they understand certain things that I don't, you know, because it be shit with me. I'm lucky if all the buses motherfucker here. I'm like, come on, dog, get up, dog. Right. Get blood all on the floor. Let's put the band-aid on to be done with it. But right. the female is like, well, let me see how deep it is first. Let me see what the cut look like first, you know? Right. So even that is a little bit different look. Sometimes you just got to change the cup you put your drink in, man. And, and we ain't been doing that in America, man. And this shit's lying. No, and, I, and I, a lot of a lot of it is, too, is that sometimes uh, this goes back to just understanding that, you know, there's we got some vulnerable populations out here. And there's a lot of ignorance and mis, misinformed yeah. people and uneducated yeah. people that this country feeds off of that shit, man. Yeah. It just yeah. really feeds yeah. off of the miseducation and the misunderstanding people that that that's, our, that's the vulnerable population that they've been playing over. 
So you're right. You're right. We gotta figure out like so how do we fix uh, and get these individuals out of these vulnerable states? Because like I said, we can change this. This is a multi-level approach, right? So there's gonna have to be changes on the individual level. It's gonna have to be changes on the political level. Have to be changes in laws. It's gonna have to be changed. Changes in our education system. It's gonna have to be changes in you know what I'm saying in our justice system. It's a multi-level approach. It's not just one thing that's going to fix any of this. Right. It is right. not. If anybody believes that it's just going to be one thing that's fixing anything or all of this, something's wrong with you. You don't get it. That's not it. It's a multi-level approach that it's going to take. So we got to figure out, and sometimes it is like, all right, we'll figure out all day how to try to figure out how to stop drugs from coming into America. But if we don't stop the demand for it, <laughs> It ain't gonna matter. They're gonna figure out a way to make it happen regardless. And I said, if anybody, if anybody understands that America do, look what happened in pro- probation. Yeah. Well, motherfuckers say alcohol was illegal, and the richest motherfuckers and the most famous motherfuckers in the world in the twenties was the motherfuckers that was bootlegged. <laughs> so well, they, they just met the they they, they met the demand. <laughs> they knew it was still there was a demand for it, and guess what? Everything went up. And they said, we can't do this no more. They tried to do it with all kind of shit. And they figured out uh, what, what what changed. The only thing that changed is that the American government said, I think we figured out a way we can profit off of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like we. Just like That's we it. right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they figured out a way to profit off of it. And they, they said, you know what changed. Right. Yep. We like, <laughs> all right. We, y'all can have dispensaries. As long as we can charge a seventeen percent tax on the dispensary, hold, hold, wait, 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 wait. Any other American business is eleven percent tax, but the dispensaries is seventeen. Do you want it or not? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> Take this extra six percent, goddamn. And, and that's what it, and that's what it is. And they figured it out. And it's only a matter of time before they start doing it with other things. It was a slow movement because you would have the individuals that got a lot of money and a lot of power that you didn't want to upset. Right. But at some point. When you come and you approach it as a business approach, you're not going to upset those business people because now those are the individuals that got a lot of money invested in those exact properties and those yep. exact businesses. So yep. therefore, they figured out a way too. They was only mad for a little while, like, nah, man, it's going. Wait a minute, how much do I stand to gain in this situation? Yeah, if I put my okay. money over there, okay, you're right. <laughs> Let me right. stop voting against that. You're right. <laughs> Just go ahead. I, I don't care either way. I'm investing anyway. So, and, and then that's that's what it really comes down to. And that, that just brings up another conversation I want to touch on, which is is a lot of, a lot that we see right now, a lot of this is advertising in some shape, form, or fashion, right? Yeah. So, and I was thinking, like, who's, who's the populations that get advertised to the most? Man, you already know. The most consumerist ass motherfucker. <laughs> Whoever is the most consumerist ass, that's who they spend their uh, advertising dollars on. You yeah. don't spend advertising dollars on motherfuckers that don't buy nothing. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the individuals that don't know better. Right. I mean, because you ain't when the last time you seen an advertisement that was that was based and it was aimed at rich people. Never. I don't remember <laughs> I don't ever recall seeing any advertisements that was really based that was targeting specifically just rich people. Right. And if there is one, it didn't get a lot of play that I can recall. <laughs> Shit. 
It wasn't played in our neighborhood. So, <laughs> and, we, and we know that. So, it, and, and that's just the, that's just, that's just the way it's always been. And it's still that advertisement. Advertisement is a multi-trillion dollar business. Because, <laughs> you know, they constantly figuring out ways to get money from the people that shouldn't be spending it. Right. They definitely always doing that. Yeah, because if you let the motherfuckers that shouldn't be spending it get too much of it, then the roles change, the positions change. Absolutely, because then now they smarten up those individuals that been pretty much banking off of the individual sweat and income and them being stupid can no longer count on that happening. Right. So now they got to figure out a different way and they can't bank on the fact that that's always been a source of income. Now it's no longer there. Now you got to figure it out. Right. And, and there's a lot of things that we can do to change it on the individual level, but we need some unity for it in order for it to happen and for it to be effective. You know what I'm saying? It, is. it really is, man. And, and and when you think about this thing, man, when you think about just the positioning and things like that, so so not 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 to cut off your subject or nothing like that, but uh, I, I was doing some research the other day because I'm actually about to do some traveling. Coming up, you know, uh, my, my my middle daughter's birthday is on the eighth and shit like that mm-hmm. of October. So we're gonna be moving around a little bit. So I really just want to make sure I know exactly what I'm up against, man, because there's been a lot of inf- misinformation about traveling and COVID in general. And I, I saw something that the CDC released on last Thursday afternoon. It wasn't publicized. It wasn't talked about. The CDC said we have, and I'm reading it off. I'm reading it right now, actually. It said. Um, as of September 2020, we have come to grips with the fact that we have released erroneous, erroneous information regarding the six-foot distance and the airborne nature of the corona of the COVID-19 virus or coronavirus. Coronavirus cannot be spread airborne in the form of sneezes or coughs. This was erroneous information. It was uh, it was preemptive. It was a preemptive approach that we took to try to stop the spread and the spike. Masks being worn in public as of, and they say on here, as of October will no longer be mandated in certain states because of this newfound information. So you motherfuckers got us all walking around here looking like ninjas. (laughs) It was a farce, nigga. It was all lies. Like just coughing and shit, and talking about if a motherfucker cough on you, you can get it. That was all lies, dog. Six feet apart, you can't even stand in line. All, all lies. The only way you can get it is if you touch some shit that the motherfucker touched with the contaminated hands and put the shit in your eyes, nose, and mouth. That's the only way you can get it. So, fam, listen to this. And this, this goes back to what we was just talking about earlier. How can you trust somebody or trust anything that comes from a source? A source. That's the same source that's been lying to you, brutalizing your people, and fucking you over since the time you've been here. What? How do you know what to believe? I mean, and we trying to do the right thing, man. We trying to follow the laws. Governor Evers said, niggas, if y'all don't wear the shit, y'all can't go in the stores. So what we do, we put on some... We just trying to do the right thing, man. But all I know is that in the hood, in a, in a controlled environment that I grew up in, if a nigga was known as a liar, we knew he was a liar. That don't mean we don't fuck with him. We just know everything to come out of his mouth is bullshit. <laughs> we don't treat the government like that, though. We don't treat our government like that, but our government is that same nigga lying in the hood. 
They had one thousand percent. You know, they'll get no credibility. You got everybody twisting their lips up in the air like, right, right. So, hey, I got, I got one more last question. I got one last question for before we get up out of here, man. But I was thinking about something. We had got into a deep little conversation about relationship shit last time. But um, this question I had was, you know what I'm saying? Who in a relationship's viewpoint or opinion matters the most in a relationship? I mean, <laughs> so, so, so it's funny. You see so that's deep, know. right? That's, so that's deep because no, 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 the no. conversation wait, most people wait, don't want wait, to talk wait, about. Wait, though. wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me get my quick answer. And then I want you to expound on that. I want you to okay. get dig deep. So I'm going to get my quick answer. I'm going to get my quick answer. And, and, and I want to see. Cause I know where I, I feel like I know where you're going with this, but I'm gonna get my quick answer. So really, in actuality, it should be 50 50. It shouldn't that shouldn't even be a question. It should be right. something that's understood and assumed that if you're in a relationship, it's how we relate to each other, relate to each other. That's the root word of relationship. So it should be a 50 50. But I wanna see where you take this, man. Let's what's up? What we at with it? <laughs> and me personally, like you said, like ideally. It should be a situation where everybody's opinion should account for, like you said, for for half. Or each individual's opinion should count for half. And every everybody's opinion and viewpoint of the relationship should count. Now that can leave some room for error for misunderstandings and and all of that shit in between. But what I've been what I've been finding out or what I've been paying attention to that I'm been like, damn man, don't nobody really talk about that. Is what I've been noticing is whose opinion counts the most is whoever gets out and puts the word out of their opinion and their viewpoint of the situation first. Right. right? So right. it don't necessarily mean that the other person's don't count, but if another person is willing to go out and beat you to the punch and tell the story or their story. Before yours get told, you already know what it's like when somebody only hear one side of the story. They like, right. damn, fam, Bodine, <laughs> Bodine for that shit, bro. Like, because that's the only that's the only version of the story out. And don't let you be the kind of person that ain't confrontational or just well, ain't talking shit, right? <laughs> it's over for you because that person already got out there and got theirs out first, <laughs> and is able to play. Somewhat of a victim role, a victim card, although, although they they are part of the situation that half of the problem and should be half of the solution. But in this case, they got it out there first. Damn. So, so that's, that's that just what I've been noticing. That makes it more first, first make it more valuable, <laughs> right? And and it's and it's they don't necessarily mean it's true. It just means that they got it out there first. And when you're able to get it out there first and people only hear one side of the story, we know that if that's sitting out there for long enough, when you come back and tell your side, you know how many twisted lips you're going to get looked at you like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I heard about hey, you. <laughs> hey, 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 in response to that question, man, let me, let me, let me say this and then, and then, and then we got to shut it down. We got to get about, cause when I was, uh, when I, cause I, I, every, uh, every weekend I go through the comments and I comb through the, you know, I comb through the work, man. I listen to our shit again. We shout out to, uh, episode one, a hundred motherfucking streams at this point, which to y'all don't seem like a lot, but for me and bro, 
that's a whole lot because we we started this shit from the ground up. We ain't doing no advertisement or nothing like that. So the fact that we even had a hundred motherfuckers listen to our shit, even if it was twenty five people listening to it four times or four people listening twenty five times, we appreciate the math and we appreciate the numbers on that because it make us look good on Anchor. But um, but shout out to that. But um, so I'm going through the things this this weekend. They was kind of long. And I want to find out a way that we can readjust that to where we are going to do an hour and a half. Maybe that could be two shows or maybe that could be three shows. But, yeah. um, but uh, real quick, so I was having a conversation. With, so 25-year-old, yeah, I think she's 25, 25-year-old white female. So mm-hmm. I asked her a very similar question to what you said, but I asked her, basically, why do you think your opinion matter more than your husband? They just got married. I, we went to their... Uh, it went on um, the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked her, why do you feel like that? And she was like, you know what? I'm going to tell you why. And what she said was actually shocking to me. She was like, okay, so I'm minding my business. I'm hanging out with my girls in the bar. You buy me a drink. You you make it a point to buy me a drink and start the initial conversation and do all that. You, you spark that. All right. So I like the conversation. We hanging out. You paying for all the dinners. And all the all the lunches and all this shit, and you courting me, you buying me this, and you asking me to move in with you, and you asking me to marry you. If you chasing me and making me feel like that, like like you gotta have me and shit like that, you need to listen to me. I I, I got the most say, bitch. I didn't pick you. I didn't court you. I didn't chase you. I didn't buy you flowers every week for two years. I didn't do that. That was you. So now that we together, you gonna listen to me. You wanted to fuck with me. You wanted me. Now you got me. Now you gonna fucking listen. Well, me and you think it might be the other opposite because of the investment that the dude got in. He didn't chase you and did all this and impressed you and all that type of shit. We might be thinking it's the opposite way. She gave me her open, honest opinion about it. When I thought about it, I was like, hmm, ain't that something? That gotta make sense. Because when a, when a sports player is really good at sports and you go draft him, he get to make his demands. He get to be like, fuck y'all. So that's probably how the women feel. So maybe that's why they think they get to say, like they they opinion matter more than ours. I don't know. Right, and and that's like you said, that's a valid point. But I come down and I come back with that. My rebuttal to that conversation is that man put in that amount of work to be with you. Is that not enough? Is that is that not enough? And if 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 it's not enough. If that's not enough to make you feel special, wanted, and appreciated and all of that, because he did all of those things, and not enough for you to respect him as a man and say, okay, now it's my turn to show my dedication and appreciation to him in some kind of way, to where it's to balance that out, then you're right. That's going to be that for now. But at some point, regardless if you force it or you just do it on your own so nobody's telling you to do it, it's gonna balance itself out naturally, and it's gonna exactly. balance itself. And the, the chances are, when it balances itself out, it ain't gonna you be ain't gonna like it. Like. You ain't gonna like it. But you here's the deal. Like here's the deal. You either get in and get in front of it and do the things that he did and match that energy. And if you don't, that's fine. The natural consequence of it balancing itself out will be the results of which. Because everybody's, I always, I tell people this: everybody's gonna have their turn to wait. Mm-hmm. It may not be for what you want either. It's gonna be for some shit that you like. No, I'm supposed to have that. No, no, no. Everybody mm-hmm. in the relationship has their time to wait. So don't get in the relationship thinking 
I'm going to make somebody else wait and I'm going to make somebody else do this and I'm going to make somebody else do that. And it ain't going to never be your turn. I <laughs> Everybody get a turn. Right? No, shorty, shorty, convince, shorty convince her turn ain't coming. Oh, it's, it's coming. And when it comes, she's and, and she's the kind of individual that's going to be super devastated on how it comes. She's going to be devastated. She's going to be devastated because she's going to be like, nah, this because right now she's believing that ain't going to never happen. Because right now, not only did he psych her head up to believe that she the coldest, not only is she thinking she the coldest, she ain't got none of the skill sets. To prove that you can do it. But he did it anyway, so guess what? On, on his behalf, whatever treatment he's getting right now, he put that on himself, like she said. But eventually, that will come to fruition at some point on her behalf. And she'll have to wait or get some energy from that. That's the result of that. And at the end of the day, I promise you, she's not going to like it. So, so this is what I told her. I was like, well, I understand that, you know, and that's a different, that's a different viewpoint for me. And I appreciate you giving me that. But I want you to know, if your husband died tomorrow, bitch, you're going to be fucked up because that's his house. He own it. You don't got your name on the lease nowhere on there. Uh, ain't nobody else going to do that. So you can cancel that shit. <laughs> so the next nigga, that when, when the next person to talk to you or try to attract themselves to you, Ain't jumping over backwards and and doing backflips for your ass. You're gonna be so concerned, and I understand why you'll never probably be able to get another dude. Mm -hmm. hey, don't <laughs> so, don't don't allow don't allow people's words to distract you from the actions that you need to see from a person. Because at the end of the day, the majority of the people that's around you, they show you who they are. The problem is they show you who they are. It ain't that they don't show you and people are deceitful. We just tend to believe more shit when we when we want to be in a situation. I think it's because a lot of people will tell you right now that nah, it's a lot of people that nah, he fooled me or she fooled me. They ain't fooled you. They showed you all the signs. You just ain't want to see it. You just ain't want to see it. Like that's a different. Just because you ain't want to see him and you was blinding yourself to the fact don't mean that they didn't show you who they were. They Most people are going to show you who they are. The, it's only a small population of individuals that can be considered serious psychopaths mm -hmm. to where you would never be able to tell. Everybody mm -hmm. else, the majority of most people, they're going to show you. They're going to give you the showing them signs, though. But, but see, here's the problem. Like, as a society, we don't like taking responsibility for our action and saying, nah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, fam. <laughs> don't nobody want to say you got me, fam. Everybody want to I'm, 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 I'm a proud you got me, motherfucker. Like, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite quotes. Like, damn, dog. Shit, I, I, I knew I saw that shit, man. But damn, dog, you got me, though. 100%. Like, hey, high percentage. You think about, you look back at your worst situations that you've been in, right? whether it be relationship or bad situations that you knew you fucked up. At some point, like, it's almost to the point where I be sitting by myself and I get to laugh because I'm like, Boy, you dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think about you it. Think about yourself like, 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 dude, I'm in a society. You know you fucked up, don't you? <laughs> you know that, don't you? <laughs> you know that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you know that, <laughs> And it just be like that, bro. And I can be, and, and it's, it's only for me personally when I get to be peacefully by myself and really think about shit that you just, you really get to just be like, man, I fucked that up. 
or <laughs> they got me. They got me. And to be honest with you, man, and we do got to get up out of here within the next five minutes, man. But to be honest with you, it really, I'm going to tell you this, and I know this for a fact. It's very few individuals, and I think you just said this, it's very few individuals that can do that. Like, so the fact that you can do that, the fact that I can do that, I think that, that that's one of the reasons why we really link up, man, and, and why we had a success that we have in, in pretty much everything that we endeavor into because the folks that can really do that, they learn from the mistakes. They learn how to go into a similar situation and not come out with a similar result, you know? You have to be able to do that as an individual. If you can't, then you really lying to yourself, man. And you and you setting yourself up just like the next motherfucker set you up that don't care about you. We gotta care about ourselves. Hey, look, it, it's always the lies that you tell will eventually hurt you more than the person that you told them to. Damn. <laughs> Trust me. Now that's deep. Somebody needs to write Trust. that down. Trust write that believe. down and get on a t-shirt. Trust and believe it, because at the end of the day. Eventually, those lines will catch up to you. You will no longer be with those individuals, but the person you always got to live with is yourself. Right. right. <laughs> Period. Like, and that's that's just exactly what it is, man. And that's what it come down to. So, man, hey, man, it was. A, I appreciate this little uh, little uh, episode. What episode are we on, man? Episode what? This episode seven. Episode seven, man. man. We did our thing, man. man. I man, appreciate this We've been getting in work, dude. If you look at our overall streams, you know, because the first one got 100 streams, but all the ones after that, I got about 35, 50. I'm looking at it, 35, 54, 26. And the last one only got like 11. But that one brand new. But anyway, and think, though. And but we ain't been, number one, we ain't been doing no marketing. None. None at all. We ain't even like, Posting and sharing, like I ain't even posting and sharing it yet. We don't even None got the that. Facebook page. We don't even got the Facebook page up to where we can actually share our shit to motherfuckers that know us. And that's what and I'm saying. So shit on anchor, nigga, that they don't know us, <laughs> right? And we just out here just doing it, just you know, what I'm saying solo dolo, just out the gate, just figuring it out as we go. And and right now, like I said, that's a good, that's a good little milestone for us, and that's just one milestone. We look forward to you know, what I'm saying accomplishing. Many more milestones, more, but at the moment more, we, gonna, man, we like gonna appreciate said, we gonna appreciate every small step along the way, though. Because if you don't appreciate all the little small steps along the way and the, the people that was there from the get go and the start, you can look you can easily lose focus on what the real goal is yeah, if you're not paying attention it. and, and living the way you're supposed to and taking advantage of it, man. So I, and, I appreciate and, and every. People. My girl was just telling me the other day, man. You know, we got to be grateful for what for what we getting right now because at the end of the day just imagine you know if we was getting a thousand views or fifty thousand views right now we ain't got no microphones dog right. <laughs> we don't want fifty thousand motherfuckers to hear the shit fucking up on us <laughs> right so when we when we 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 we're on our way to getting it all the way together the logo the pages the advertisement to uh, get it out there and get it pushing on our on our personal pages and get cars made to pass them out and push them to people while we're on the community. And right now, everywhere I go, you know how I am with it. The advertising piece for me is word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Your personality, your character, and yeah. giving out information to people, whether it be at the gym, whether it be when you go somewhere at a major event, event or just hanging around friends or just new people that you meet. 
We yeah. haven't done any of that yet, and, and still we still thriving to be in a situation where we can uh, grow one step at a time. So I'm taking it. I'm taking it as it comes, man. I ain't in no hurry, no rush, but at the same time, man, I'm taking it together. As a compliment, man. I'm taking this shit as a compliment because ain't nobody got to listen to us. We don't even got no motherfucking specific time when we drop off right here. We drop it when we want to, when we feel it. I told you, monkey ass, I drop it when I feel like. <laughs> right. And, and that, and that's like you said, we're we going to get more consistent with that. And we're going to have our set times and our set dates and stuff like that. But for right now, we still getting out here and make sure we dedicate this time to give our people that do listen to us something, you know what I'm saying, something to think about, some conversations to have. And hopefully at some point we'll be able to interact with, you know what I'm saying, some of our our listeners and, and, you know what I'm saying, create a real cult following at some point. No, you're right, man. And we've been giving sauce, man. And and the folks that that listen to us, man, they really appreciate what we do. And just the way we do it, the, the, the word, they just keep coming up. The word or the, the the compliment or the comment or the hashtag that just keep coming up is uncut, you know. So I think that we owe it to the people to continue to be uncut and don't. When we start getting sponsors and we start getting, you know, the fanfare and all that type of shit, let's not reel the shit in, man. Let's let's not, let's not you know let's not sugarcoat nothing. Let's keep it uncut. Let's keep it because raw is what keep coming raw and uncut. All it's uncut. Y'all say what the fuck y'all feel. Y'all funny. Ooh, ooh, y'all niggas should do a stand-up. Blah, 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 all this type of shit. But it's really just authentic, man. It's really about voicing what the fuck is on our mind and not really putting a whole bunch of filters on it, man. And we always been those kind of people, though. And it's always been a regular conversation between me, you and I about whatever it is that we're feeling at the time or whatever we think is funny or whatever, you know what I'm saying, touched us physically or mentally in a certain kind of way to where we can be like, dang, man, I felt this way after this happened. Or that right. made me feel like this, or man, my my shit was broke up, fam. My knee felt like a, uh, I was ninety six years old. Like we can be honest <laughs> about that kind of shit, cause we be like, fam, ain't nobody getting younger, nigga. Like you think you out here not being able to stretch? You finna go play twelve whole courts, nigga? Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I was over there at that motherfucking golf course the other day. I hit my shit good. I'm looking at while I'm looking at my shit uh, fly. My back, like bitch, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, Damn. Like, yeah, that's a good hit, but that's your last one. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't think you're going to get this next putt, nigga. You can't bend over, nigga. Say, <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good hit, but that's your last one. <laughs> nah, man, the crazy thing is these motherfuckers going to try to shut down the carts. They're going to try to shut down the carts. Uh, talking about, oh, we got to wash. We got to uh, decontaminate the carts. I'm like, bitch, I already paid for 18, 18 holes. My shit, I'm not going to roll this motherfucker around here. I ain't got no caddy, bitch. <laughs> When you went to the one out there by the university, right? Yeah, by hell, yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one I played when I was out. I actually like that course. It got some difficult holes to it, but it's a pretty good course, though. I like it. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one. The, the hardest one, though. Like one of the motherfucking hardest holes. I think it's eight. The A hole when you when you battle woods, like it's woods behind you. Mm-hmm. And the green is up a hill. You can't even see the motherfucker really because <laughs> it's up a hill and down a hill. Like, what am I aiming at, nigga? What the fuck? Just <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hit it and see if you can find your ball. <laughs> that's that's when I hurt my back. <laughs> that's when I hurt my back on that shit. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to uh, get out that way so we can hit a couple courses up before this uh, for old man winter come knocking on the door. Uh, yeah, buddy, 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 bu
But no, I mean, and, and it's it's different, y'all. It's different, y'all, for y'all to hear us, you know, ex-rappers and football and basketball players and, and TV show hosts and that type of shit. It's different to hear y'all hear us talk about playing golf, man. But it's really about something Pro said earlier, expanding your horizons and, and, and surrounding yourself with different things. And, you know, you got to realize me and him really didn't even really start playing golf well into our 20s and 30s and shit like that. When most of these guys are exposed to their first first golf courses while they're in high school and tennis courses and shit like that, tennis right. courts and stuff like that. So don't never be afraid to step into the unknown, man, because we like we excel at pretty much everything we do if we put our mind to it. So I mean, everybody. When I say we, I mean we as a people. I ain't just talking about black people either. I mean individuals, people, humans. If you really put your mind to something, you could be really really successful at it, man. And, just take the time to do that every once in a while, even if it's something different. Absolutely. High percentage, and I agree with that all the way. But, you know, we're going to close it out. Yeah, you know, per usual, I like to let my fans and everybody out there know. Uh, shout out to all the people that's on the front line and anybody that lost their life or suffered some kind of tragedy in this process. You know, make sure you see here and feel the movement. Bless up and stay positive. Man, peace to God. Hey, real quick, we're going to get up out of here, man. Rest in peace to my auntie Kim. She recently uh, passed away from the actual coronavirus, COVID-19. She had no pre-existing conditions. She contracted the disease, and she actually passed away. Shout out to my Uncle Mark, who still got to, you know, go on and deal with life without his wife, man. And that's just super heavy. But, uh, you know. We got to use our platform to, you know, to, to speak about things like that. Because you talked about that on the last podcast, how people thought it was a joke and people don't think it's serious until they head home. So right. peace to everybody, man. Peace to the family, man. My heart goes out to y'all ones that's still in Indianapolis with Kim and Mark. And we're going to get up out of here, man. But peace, yeah. bro. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's see if we can bust another one this week, man. Because uh, right now we're about seven days apart. All right, absolutely. Let's get that in. And then, you know, my condolences to the fam. You already know. Peace, God. Peace to the God, man. And I appreciate it. Let's get it in, man. It's the Push Positive Podcast. I'm Showtime. And it's your boy, Provoc, the EC affiliate. Peace. Peace.